This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, the Black Sea grain deal is done, but questions remain as to what this means for the grain markets, among other factors. Ag in Motion is just 24 hours away or so, and the Canadian Agri-Food Automation and Intelligence Network appointed a new CEO. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The Black Sea grain deal between Russia and Ukraine is no more, as Russia halted the agreement brokered by Turkey and the U.N., Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions, Neil Townsend, says how this will affect grain and other markets remains to be seen. My own opinion was that, uh, you know, the grain seed, uh, the black seed grain deal was sort of more uh, hype than reality for the markets. In other words, I mean, it was important, but I think the markets reacted more than they should have to every sort of, you know, insinuation, whether it was going or not, because the truth is, Ukraine has been fairly successful at exporting grain without the Black Sea Grain Initiative. In other words, they exported it over the border into Europe, and they've shipped a lot down the river to Constanza, which is a port in Romania, and able to ship a lot out of there. Now, it is for some crops, and, and China in particular has taken some, some crops from, uh, from Ukraine through the, the Grain Initiative, the Black Sea Grain Deal. So it's not unimportant, but it's not as monumental, I think, as the market made it. And again, today's reaction has been, you know, I think wheat's down a little bit. You know, is it just about that or is it about the weather? Is it about other factors? And then we'll just have to see because, I mean, you know, tomorrow the grain deal could be put back on, right? Because it's just brinkmanship and politics and, uh, you know, the war and everything like that. So, uh, the UN's involved, Turkey's involved, Russia's involved, all of these organizations. You never know exactly what the outcome will be. Yeah, and just uh, trying to remember when this first deal, uh, or when this deal initially, rather, was uh, you know implemented. I know it uh, affected the markets, like you say. The, uh, the prices went up, and uh, I guess demand went up because there was concerns about you know uh, food insecurity. While it might be early, I'll ask anyway, you know, would, would this result in uh, increased prices again or increased demand or both? I think, like, you know, the world is very adaptable. And I think the world, you know, initially when the war started 18 months ago or whenever it was, you know, the, the market went quite high and there was lots of discussions about like food security, income security. I think since then that the war is a contributing factor, but sort of the issues in the world go beyond the war. Like there's been a very uneven recovery from the pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of financial circumstances in key buying markets, like Egypt being one of them where, you know, do they have the money or not to buy it? And then I think like, you know, China is a bit of a, 
a question mark because they haven't recovered from the pandemic like people thought they were going to be this big engine. So the war is definitely a key factor. The Black Sea Green Initiative or deal is part of it, but I just think there's just, you know, in the macroeconomics with all of the interest rate hikes and, you know, the Canadian dollar is appreciated by about three cents in the last couple months here. There's a lot going on. So it's hard to pinpoint any one thing, but I would say that, you know, when you look at consumer price indexes, even in the, in the Canadian one, the thing that's making the most difference for the consumer right now is like a decrease in energy costs. But food costs continue to be stubbornly persistent in terms of, you know, they, they keep going up month on month, right? Now, it might be a different set of food every month that's going higher, that's driving it. But, you know, meat has gotten more expensive and eggs got way more expensive. And, you know, a loaf of bread has gotten more expensive. So, you know, consumers are paying more. And in, in other, not just in other countries, but in Canada, that is putting a lot of stress on families for sure. So is there any uh, advice that you could give to farmers, you know, as, uh, you know, this news broke about the Black Sea grain deal? Um, is is it also something that, uh, you know, we should put, uh, you know, a little bit of stock in or kind of keep a half an eyeball on, so to speak? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely put keep half an eye, eyeball on it. Because, again, if I think it's not that important, it doesn't really matter. It's what does the market think? And today the market sort of voted almost neutral. Like they put wheat down, but they didn't really like, you know, corn was a big thing that came out of the black sea grain deal, but they didn't, you know, corn, I think last time I looked, it was trading flat to down. Right. So, you know, they didn't care about corn. They do care a little bit about wheat. I I think that farmers in Western Canada, I mean, their main concern right now is the weather. And really that's the main concern of the broader market. Now, weather can be good or bad in terms of how it impacts the prices, I think we've seen the market sort of slip a little bit here because uh, the Americans are feeling a bit better about corn prospects. But, uh, you know, people are definitely phoning me from all over the world and starting to ask about the Western Canadian crop and wheat in general, Durham specifically, uh, canola, these kinds of things. So, you know, I think people are acknowledging that Western Canada has a dry pattern. And I think that's probably going to be front and center farmers' minds. And I, I think it should be. He says going forward, the biggest question he has is what the demand will be and how that will affect prices. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca one more sleep and egg in motion is here. On tomorrow through Thursday, more than 550 companies will be set up on the Discovery Farm Langham site, covering over 100 acres. Close to 30,000 people attended last year's show, and good attendance is expected for this year. One of the many attending is longtime agricultural commentator Kevin Hirsch, who says anticipation and excitement has been building ahead of the three-day event. Where well, this is the the big equipment show where you can actually see things work and even test drive some things. And it's the show that so many more businesses target that everybody is going to be there uh, as far as uh, the ag world selling to producers. And I think it'll be very well attended by producers producers as well. So uh, it's something that uh, people have looked forward to for a, a, a long time. 
and, and you know, with the, the cancellation of the shows in, in past years, uh, this being the, the second one coming back, there's, uh, uh, again, a lot of anticipation, uh, people really looking forward to it. Show director Rob O'Connor has said it's only now that Egg in Motion is garnering international attention. Hearst believes that's something the show will look to build on. And a lot of that is governed by the, the companies themselves that uh, exhibit and, and want uh, international customers to, to see their products. And they often sponsor that or host uh, delegations. And I would suspect that a lot of that is going to be shifted to Ag in Motion over time. He was asked if there's anything that catches his eye. <laughs> well, I'm a, uh, the size of uh, my particular operation, I'm not in the market for uh, anything uh, brand new with a huge price tag. And I know there's, there's a lot of other producers that are in that same boat that they're not likely to be uh, looking at uh, a combine or a tractor or a sprayer that's approaching a million dollars, just not in, in the budget for the size of the operation I am. But there's always small things that you can learn everything from uh, crop plots and see some of the latest crop varieties to understanding what's new for herbicides or herbicide mixes or uh, and you know do some of these biological products have they got data to show that uh, that they actually work well so the whole gamut of uh, of, of uh, ag products and services is there and it's it's a a great place to to hear and learn and uh, get opinions from other people it's such a big footprint that I would really think that somebody going for the first time will maybe want to uh, set aside more than one day to try to to do it all because it's a, a big footprint with a lot of stuff going on. A detailed overview of all that's happening at Ag in Motion can be found on their website. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Russia has halted a breakthrough wartime deal that allows grain to flow from Ukraine to countries in Africa, the Middle East and Asia, where hunger is a growing threat and high food prices have pushed more people into poverty. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says Russia would suspend the Black Sea Grain Initiative until its demands to get its own food and fertilizer to the world are met. While Russia has complained that restrictions on shipping and insurance have hampered its agricultural exports, it has shipped record amounts of wheat. The suspension marks the end of an accord that the UN and Turkey brokered last summer to allow food to leave the Black Sea region after Russia's invasion of its neighbor worsened a global food crisis. The initiative is credited with helping lower soaring prices of wheat, vegetable oil, and other food commodities. Canadian beef and pork farmers are calling on members of Parliament to vote against the UK's membership in a major Asia-Pacific trade group. The farmers, as well as Canadian meat processors, are angry about Saturday's announcement that the UK has been granted a session to the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. The CPTPP is a trading bloc that includes Canada and 10 other nations, encompassing 500 million people 
and 15% of the world's economy. But Canada's meat industry says the UK should not be able to join since Canadian beef and pork producers don't have fair access to the UK market. One sticking point is that the UK refuses to accept beef treated with growth hormones, a common practice in Canada. CN and CPKC Rail supply to combine 95% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 49, an improvement from the previous week's 87% order fulfillment performance. The improved performance reflects an improvement in performance for CN and a modest decline in performance for CPKC. In supplying 90% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 49, CN's performance improved notably from the 75% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. CPKC order fulfillment performance dipped modestly in week 49, with the railway supplying 98% of cars ordered as compared to 99% order fulfillment performance in week 48. CPKC remains above the 90% threshold for the 13th straight week and 16th time in the last 17 weeks. CN, meanwhile, returns above the 90% threshold for the first time in three weeks. Speculative traders continue to exit their bearish bets in canola, with the net short position dipping below 4,000 in the latest Commitments of Traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of July 11th, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 3,899 contracts, a decrease of about 14,000 contracts from the previous week. The net short position had topped 66,000 contracts a month ago, but is steadily declined as futures climbed higher. Open interest in the canola market came in at 205,960 contracts on July 11th, which was up by 5,755 from the previous week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders were holding a net long of about 84,200 contracts in soybeans, which was down by about 6,000 from the previous week. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration has denied almost all outstanding petitions from oil refiners asking to be exempted from mandates that require them to mix biofuels into their fuel. The Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, which has the authority to issue the exemptions, denied 26 petitions from 15 small refineries who applied for waivers for the 2016 to 2018 and 2021 to 2023 compliance years. There are still two pending petitions. The agency also disclosed which oil refiners submitted petitions in July 2022 or later, as well as which oil refiners are participating in an alternative compliance schedule that allows them flexibility in complying with biofuel blending laws. Under the Renewable Fuel Standard, oil refiners must blend billions of gallons of biofuels into the nation's fuel mix, or buy tradable credits from those that do. The EPA can, however, award exemptions to some small refiners if they prove that the obligations cause them undue harm. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, increasing cloudiness this afternoon. Winds from the southeast at 30, gusting to 50, high of 24 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with a 60% chance of showers or thunderstorms, becoming partly cloudy before the morning. Winds from the southeast at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, low of 12. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, then becoming cloudy near noon, and a 60% chance of showers in the afternoon, and a risk of a thunderstorm as well. Winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, then light in the morning, then turning to the west at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour in the afternoon, high of 22. Tomorrow night, periods of rain and a low of 12. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of 22, the low 11. Thursday, sunny, high of 26, a low of 12. Friday, sunny, high of 28, a low of 15. Saturday sunny, high of 31 degrees, low 16, and Sunday sunshine, high of 33 degrees. Normal highs for this period are at 26, normal lows 11. The sun rose at 5.06 this morning, and the sun will set at 9.02 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan 21, Swift Current 25, Saskatoon 23, Weyburn 22, Yorkton 20. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Leader at 28, cool spot in Buffalo Narrows at 19. In Regina, mostly cloudy, southeast wind at 25 to 38 kilometers an hour, humidity at 44%, temperature at 22 degrees or 71 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.7 and falling. Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, east-southeast wind at 30, gusting up to 42, temperature 23 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, southeast wind at 25 to 38, temperature 22 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. A new chief executive officer has been appointed to lead the Canadian Agri-Food Automation and Intelligence Network. Daryl Petrus will be joining Kane after his work as vice president of programs and business development with Edmonton Unlimited, an innovation agency based in Alberta's capital city. Interim CEO of Kane, Cornelia Kreplin, says he has the background needed to lead the organization into, into its next phase. So, you know, originally Kane was a five-year project and our completion date now with uh, federal government funding is uh, 2026. But uh, Daryl was brought in because of his expertise and experience, his passion for agriculture and his experience in commercialization because uh, what what's happening is that we're um, building a business case for Kane 2.0, right? So we want to extend uh, Kane's activities out to, say, 2031, 2032, and for that, we would need the support of the federal government. No, Kane is likely to be able to raise sufficient funds to offset operations, and this would be one of Daryl's key um, deliverables is to... Uh, 
figure out how the uh, data and the new technology can be monetized for the companies that are developing them, but also what are the potential revenue streams for Kane as moving forward. But, you know, Kane will need the support of the federal government to support the research and innovation initiatives that are coming out of these small and medium companies that are distributed across Canada. Petrus's first day on the job is August 1st. In a news release, he says, Personally, this opportunity to lead Kane lines up with his interests and experience. It looks forward to working to continue fostering innovation in Canada's agri-food sector. The Canadian Agri-Food Automation and Intelligence Network is a not-for-profit company that launched in July 2019. Kane's mandate is, among other things, to support research and innovation projects through funding opportunities and build a nationwide network of stakeholders. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A new president was elected at the Dairy Farmers of Canada annual general meeting in Winnipeg. David Weens grew up on a David or dairy farm rather in southeastern Manitoba, so he feels qualified for the role. Uh, we're milking uh, 230 cows on uh, 1,600 acres of land, so we are very much involved in the, in dairy. In my role as president, I look forward to working, you know, with uh, the Dairy Farmers of Canada, like uh, with a board, with with staff, and reaching out to provinces to to continue a lot of good work that has already been started and is well on the way in terms of um, you know of, of bringing people together uh, where. We can actually help to, uh, you know, with all of that, we can, you know, turn some of the challenges that we face into opportunities and they are out there. So that'll be my, certainly be my focus over the next uh, couple of years. In addition to the election of a new president, the AGM had a packed agenda. Ween says they looked at current challenges facing the dairy industry in Canada and how they can evolve in the future. One of the organization's goals is to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions for on-farm production by 2050. When we hear of experiences they have in other countries where, you know, they're, suddenly they have directives that simply say they have to, you know, reduce uh, their industries by a certain amount uh, and, and remove the production altogether as a way of, of uh, reducing carbon footprint, that's, that is not sustainable. So uh, just by hearing some, some other perspectives, I think it really uh, highlights some of the opportunities that we do have here in Canada and, and a good indicator that we're along the, the, the right track. Another topic covered was social media and the opportunity farmers have in getting their voice heard by the masses. Basically, it is about telling our story uh, because we do know that as farmers, as dairy farmers, we do have uh, a very high trust rating with Canadians. And so that is our opportunity to tell our story. And, they, and they, they're looking uh, forward to it. And so for us, it was a good learning experience. And a presentation was made about the importance of rural areas. Often our governments are so focused on, on the urban areas where, you know, by far the largest population is. And yet, you know, the, the rural, rural Canada and particularly agriculture is expected, uh, you know, to 
support through food production, you know, the rest of the population. And often there isn't enough recognition of, of the work that, that, uh, that happened. So we had a good uh, discussion. David Weens is the newly elected president of the Dairy Farmers of Canada, who recapped the organization's AGM in Winnipeg. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Durham is up $9.19 to 407.63 a metric ton. Canola is up $9.60 at 777.82. And number one red spring wheat is down $11.49 at 386.47. The rest remain unchanged. Feed barley 335.61. Chickpeas 1036.17. Flax 501.98, lentils 702.50, oats 255.32, yellow peas 335.92, and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down nine cents at eight dollars and seventy-five and a quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week in our regular sale, we had 650 head on offer, and here's how it went. The good cows, they traded from $1.50 to $1.65. The medium cows were $1.10 to $1.40. The hefferets and feeding cows, they were $1.80 to $2.20. Good bulls traded from $1.50 to $1.75. Folks, our fall schedule is out. Be sure to book in early to get into your good pre-sorted sales for your calves. You can check out our uh, website, HLS. Or on our Facebook page to book them in at 773-3174. Canada source for quality. Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. Now the latest pork prices for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Today they're at $236.01 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Russia has halted a breakthrough wartime deal that allows grain to flow from Ukraine to countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, where hunger is a growing threat and high food prices have pushed people into poverty. Kremlin spokesman announced Monday that Russia would suspend the Black Sea Grain Initiative until its demands to get its own agricultural shipments to the world are met. While Russia has complained that restrictions on shipping and insurance have hampered its agricultural exports, it has been shipping record amounts of wheat. It's the end of an accord that the UN and Turkey brokered to allow food to leave the Black Sea region after Russia invaded its neighbor. Wholesale sales rose 3.5% in May to $83.6 billion. The biggest monthly jump in sales in more than a year came as sales in the machinery, equipment, and supplies subsector rose 5.6% to $18.9 billion. The motor vehicle and motor vehicle parts and accessories subsector rose 7.1% to $13.7 billion, and the miscellaneous subsector climbed 8.8% to $11.3 billion. 
On the markets, the TSX is down 14 points at 20,247. The Dow is up 89 points to 34,598. Oil is down $1.17 to $74.15 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 75.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's another edition of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.